Lakia Jones is a U.S. Army veteran with over a decade of experience in the information technology sector. You can find Lakia on LinkedIn helping veterans and millennials find their path to what's next. Lakia, you shared an interesting article on LinkedIn about work-life balance, and this part is what really stuck out to me. According to a 2015 study of female millennials by PwC, the phrase work-life balance matters to younger women workers more than ever before. Around 97% of those women surveyed said that work-life balance was important to them, and 55% of respondents said the work demands of their current role significantly interfere with their personal life. What resonated about this article with you, Lakia? And what tips, strategies would you give to veteran leaders, IT professionals, and millennials on work-life balance? For me, um, I, I took this, this article to heart because prior to my current position, um, I worked in a very high demanding uh, office and I would work at least 60 hours a week sometimes and some of those hours were on split shift. So I would spend night shift um, at work and I'd go home and the kids are already at school and by the time they're getting home, it's time for me to go back to work. And uh, that, uh, that affected my, my marriage tremendously and also my relationship with my children. And so um, I didn't realize it at the time because in having been in the service, work always kind of came first. And that's kind of what I was trained to understand and just know that we were always going to have to, you know, set some things aside, mm -hmm. including the families for work. And it was really hard for me to draw that line. And so um, right now, I would just tell people, you know, understand that people Sometimes your leaders may not understand your sense of responsibility and, you know, they'll allow themselves to keep letting you do that, even though it's not really healthy for you. So just keep in mind what works for you. Mm -hmm. And um, not everybody is going to look out for you. You have to do it yourself. So just take care of yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would you say to the person who like we've both experienced like you left the service and 18 hour days was a part of the, the lifestyle. And, but now your family kind of looking at you like, I thought you would be home more, you know, or you'd be able to attend certain things. What would you say to them just to help them with the mindset shift that must occur for them to truly live their best life now that they took the uniform off? I would say it's okay to put in those extra hours where you can, but understand mm. that you are sometimes going to have to sacrifice that time with your family, but it cannot be all the time. Oh, wow. You have to find that balance and you have to, to make those things work for you and your family because, you know, some, your kids grow up so quickly, you know, mm. and you miss it if you're always at work. So we just have to force ourselves really to pull back and realize that we are no longer in the army. The demands are not the same. Mm -hmm. And if they are, there needs to be some sort of shift in, in either compensation or uh, your contract. So it really defines what is expected of you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's going to be imperative just for making sure your, your relationships remain healthy. So. Right. I love that. And I love that you touched on, you know, it's okay to put in the extra time. I'm someone who enjoys working myself yeah. But, you know, for, for most people, they try to stay right around, and, and again, no judgment, but the average work week, the average work pace. And, you know, if you're trying to level up, if you're trying to get better, 
it might require, you know, crossing that 50 hour a week, 55 hour a week uh, standard. And, and, it, and it, again, if you really look at growth, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, how are you growing? You know, how are you being challenged? How are you changing? Has work um, ever been too easy just because your standards and your, your ability to solve hard problems is yes. just on Yeah. <laughs> We has and I, I've I've reached those places uh, with some of my previous employers. It, it it is a change, and you have to step out of that. When you realize that you are no longer being challenged, mm-hmm. it's it's either time for you to you know bring this up to your leaders, or it's time for you to make a change. And wow. I would not suggest anyone to stay in any situation to where they do not feel challenged. Man, I love that. Yeah. So if you're listening, I am talking with Lakia Jones. Um. Head over to LinkedIn and you can follow her as she motivates veteran leaders, IT professionals and millennials. And, you know, she's just challenging me, you know, even to think through everything. Is that challenging me? Should I be looking for my new what's next? And, and I think, you know, people need to hear that more, more so now than ever. Yes. Now, as we tap into the next question, you recently answered a question posted by a veteran influencer on LinkedIn. And, you know, the question really tapped into what is your why? And I was fascinated by your answer, but I'd love for us to go deeper. So what is your why? And feel free to unpack that for us. What I stated was uh, because I was never told that I could. Um, I grew up poor, so each level of success that I reach is more than at least two generations in my family. And I'd like for my children to understand that work, hard work is challenging, but it does pay off. And uh, what I really mean by that is I come from a family uh, of, of a broken ha- a broken home. Mm. And, uh, we were definitely plagued by the war on drugs. We were plagued by the prison system and the welfare system. So that's my entire family. And it was very imperative for me to continue watching uh, the everyday struggles that mm. were experienced by, by my family uh, so that I could push further and push harder. And that's what I've done. Oh, wow. Wow. So... Do you think then, and, you know, I want to make sure that this is in context, but do you think then that if anything changed, period, about, about what you saw, what you had to experience and went through, possibly the, uh, a negative effect to your success and your focus would have occurred? It's possible, but with those things, you kind of never really know. Yeah. I- have been on I can see it from either side uh, and it's interesting I have family members who you know experience the same things that I did as well and the results are different and that's unfortunate Um, so it it could really go any way and it really just depends on the person and their motivation and how they look at things you can't look at things as this is just the way they are and this is how they should be if you look at it from a perspective that this is how they are but maybe this isn't right then you can change that Mm-hmm. And and did you always have that mindset or was that something you, you found along your journey? Did the service help enhance that any or just doing hard things and being asked to do hard things at a younger age? Did it help shift things? Military service definitely did continue pushing me in the right direction. I feel like I've always sort of had that mindset, mindset. Uh, but the service definitely helped me. It gave me a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those things that I really needed to continue to mold myself into who I am now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. powerful, powerful. And I love that you, uh, you know, you touched on the discipline of um, 
the military process, I think for, for me, it really deepened that for me. And, and that's like the foundation on anything I can stand on. If I can find a disciplined approach to it, it usually allows me to not only perform, but also create separation in, in the workplace as well. Now, <clears throat> you also posted an article on 13 things you should give up if you want to be successful. Things like that always resonate for me because a lot of people think it's about what you can get and hold on to versus what you have to let go of to truly start being free enough to move to who you see yourself becoming. And the one that stood out for me was give up toxic people. And that's like my number one. What would be number one for you of things you have to give up to be successful? For me, um, my choice was playing it small. Uh, that's my number one answer. I can't see it any other, any other way. The explanation for that was if you never try and take great opportunities or allow your dreams to become realities, you will never unleash your true potential. Mm -hmm. And that resonated with me so like just tremendously. Um, what I have learned is that no matter how hard we work, um, it really doesn't matter. You just have to think big and then you have to push yourself to take those opportunities. And um, I can I can say honestly that I've played it small for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm kind of over that. And one of my goals this year was to grow. And um, I realized I can't grow if I continue thinking small. If I because I didn't have anyone really as I was growing up to help develop my mindset. I have to figure this out on my own. Um, I feel like it's just imperative for me to continue thinking big and uh, motivate myself and push myself. And that's all you can really do. So thinking like getting rid of the small thinking is, is my number one answer. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to stay there for a second. What does that look like to include? What does it feel like? Like you think, about um, running the company, owning the company, you know, while others around you are like, you know, if I retire, I'm, I'm all right. What is that like? And, and what types of um, just daily things do you do to not let, you know, the larger crowd, you know, ever distract you from what you see yourself doing? For me, it's, it's that thing that scares me. If I, am, if I am placed with a few options, the thing that scares me the most is probably the right thing to do. And that's because we're probably just programmed to be just a little bit afraid of the thing that's, that's going to push you the furthest because those are the riskier things to do. And whatever is going to scare me even slightly because it doesn't, uh, it takes a lot to scare me. Um, I think is what I probably should do. Um, wow. It gives me the most pause. I'm just like, you know, but what if, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out how I want? That's mm -hmm. what I should be doing because that's, 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 this, it scares me. So I should do it. Man, great, great mindset. I, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Race it through my mind and making sure I'm not, you know, running away from maybe doing some hard things. Mm -hmm. uh, Next question would be, would the 18-year-old Lakia take that advice? Why or why not? You know, I think she would. Uh, I joined the Army at 17 years old. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I was still in high school. Uh, I didn't have a plan. And quite honestly, my home life sort of prevented me from being able to develop a plan that I would be able to put into an action. So for me, I was like, you know, I have no other plan. 
I joined uh, in my senior year of high school, uh, right during Christmas break. Mm. And, um, I was pretty excited and I left five days after graduation. And um, I didn't look back and it was pretty exciting for me um, to be able to, you know, realize I, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know how I'm going to start. Um, I know the things that the military service can offer me and as well as what I can offer it. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to take that chance. And I, I did that at 17. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Think, uh, well, kudos to you. Yeah. And, you know, thanks for sharing your story because I know that there's many young men, many young women who are going to listen to this uh, and just truly be inspired by not just your boldness, but your ability to, to plan as you go. I think so many of us at times stay paralyzed because we don't have that full plan with that happy ending. And you were like, you know, I understand what I don't want and that's enough for, to get me moving in a direction. And, um, you know, and just talking to you now, hearing your confidence, hearing your heartbeat to own the company, to run the company, to truly do the things that would challenge you or the things that right now would cause you a little bit of fear wow, it's the same person, like you said. I, I was, you know, I kind of had this before the military and that's always good to hear. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, let me ask this. What would you say to someone wanting to pursue information technology the way you did? Um, you know, it was a part of your military service and then a part of your career trajectory later on. Would you suggest the same route? Why, why not? I, I definitely would. Um, and the reason why I, I motivate every person that I run into who's young and doesn't really have a plan, do something in the meantime until you have time to develop it. You know, so the waiting is, um, it kind of sets you back, right? Mm -hmm. So the more you wait and you're like, well, you know, let me go work here at, you know, at this part-time place until I just figure it out. You know, you could really just be doing something that would benefit, benefit you and your country uh, in the meantime, and um, it really just gives you some great character skills, mm -hmm. values, and um, I learned so much, and I would not trade that experience for the world, um, but I would also encourage them to not sell themselves short. Mm -hmm. you know, um, try your best, and do, don't underestimate yourself. You have to continue to believe in yourself in order to push forward. Yeah. And um, not all the time are you going to have that person in your corner. You're not always going to have someone that can be in your background and in your corner motivating you, but it's important uh, and it's imperative to not give up. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. I don't think you add anything to that. You started with service. You started, you, you shared about, you know, get moving, keep yeah. working. And, um, you know, if you do have those champions, you know, enjoy it. But if you don't, you know, it's still your life and it's still your life to take steps towards um, who you see yourself becoming. So I, I'm glad that you shared that. So question I think is always funny for people in technology. You know, what is the most annoying reality of being the technologist in the family? Well, uh, probably the same thing that everyone else faces all of your family members will call you and ask you if you can fix it. And they don't really know what's wrong. <laughs> and, uh, it might be a computer that they've had in, a, in their closet for like four years, uh, but they want you to fix it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what's wrong with it. So uh, that's one of the funnier parts of it. So. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. And, you know, I, I love asking, you know, IT professionals this question because I'm pretty sure we all get it or have had those conversations at some point. Now, I want to ask this, 
Um, and, and then what, and then why, because again, you are, you know, professional in this space with over a decade of experience, team iPhone, team Android, or both. Well, I'm team Android and uh, I get asked this so, so often, but you know what? Um, I did recently read that article about how Apple has been uh, issuing their software updates to slow down speeds. And uh, I don't think I would like that very much. Come on. Come so. on. Hey, that's as clear as it gets, you know, no judgment, but I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> they blamed it on a battery issue, but you know, eh. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, okay. So what three things would you say to those who look to you as a mentor and an example, what um, would you say to them would be like some of the hardest things you've had to learn? Some of the hardest things that I've had to learn, uh, patience for one, uh, I still struggle with that. Some people are just naturally patient and I am envious and I wish I had it, but um, it's something that I'm working on and I'm, it's something that I want to continue to grow in. Um, I would also say value. It took me quite some time to realize my value in so many things and um, I'm glad that I'm learning and I'm going to continue to learn. Uh, however, it's just important to know your value and know your worth in employment and in everything else. Yeah. Uh, persistence through adversity. Uh, just do not give up just because you face an obstacle. Right. It, it's coming, you know, uh, just continue to work hard and you'll get where you want to be and where you need to be. Uh, the hard workers always end up on top in my opinion. So. Mm, mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Patience, persistence, and, and knowing that your hard work will pay off. Yes. I think that's as clear as it needs to be. Now, I've been challenging people, you know, um, through my social, when I talk to them, resolutions or results, you know, people love right at the top of the year, love the idea of resolutions. And, you know, I'm just not the person to sit around and, and, uh, as you mentioned, not get going, not get started, not plan as you go. I prefer results. Tell me what you just got done today. Don't tell me about the today. Quote, you know, <laughs> resolution. I've been preparing for this all day, but I will say this. Um, I am not the type of person who really believes in New Year's resolutions. I believe in lifestyle changes. Oh, wow. Uh, and so whenever I set myself, and I usually do this around my birthday time and not at the new year, mm. I set goals for myself short and long term and say, hey, this is what I want to accomplish this year um, before my next birthday. And this is how I'm going to get there. And these are the steps I'm going to take. And, um, that's, that's sort of my new year's, uh, but I expect results and real results and I want to see them. So I, I try to hold myself accountable to them. I love that. I love that. Now you touched on accountability and so that requires a certain mindset and I would love to hear, you know, how do you build your mindset to hold yourself accountable, to be disciplined and to remain optimistic about the work of, of whatever you're trying to accomplish? Well, uh, it's a little, it might be a little unconventional, but one of the things I do every day on my way to work is I play this song and it's called uh, The Wild Things by Alicia Cara. And it's so motivating for me and it, it puts me in the mood and I'm just like, you know, I can do this. And I tell myself all day, whenever I'm frustrated, whenever, you know, something hits me unexpectedly, I can do this. I can do this. I and love I, that. 
say it a few times out loud and I say it a few times in my head because, you know, work just gets stressful and um, it gets a little bit difficult to manage those things. So I feel like if I'm constantly telling myself, you know, you can do this, uh, I'll be able to do it. So. Oh, wow. And I love how actionable that is. So whether it's the same song or someone goes and finds their song, that yeah. theme song, so to speak, it, it helps them keep, keep sharply focused on who they know they really are. And I love that, you know, you, you played it in a car so you can sing aloud, sing along, sing out loud if you want to just really get that energy going. <laughs> okay. So 2018, what books are you reading, looking forward to, and what books should we be reading? You know, I added a couple to my list uh, this past week and I hope to get to them sometime in the near future. Uh, one of them is Forgotten by Linda Harvio. It's about the 320, uh, 320th Barrage Balloon Platoon, platoon uh, and the effect they played in World War II. Wow. So it was an all-black battalion, and um, a lot of those stories went unrecognized for so many years. And so um, I hope to get to it this year, hopefully this month. Um, another one is Sister Citizen, and it's about the shame and stereotypes that black women face in, mm -hmm. in America in general. And uh, so those are two at the very top of my list this year. Oh, wow. Love that. And I love that they're challenging, just not you, but the audience, myself included, to see what at times without a strong voice would be overlooked just so naturally, just because this is how our country is. And I love that, you know, um, titles like this and subject matters like this, when you do um, finally finish, you sit down with this new reality of, of who you can become and what it means to those coming behind you. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Now, who should we pay attention to in 2018 as maybe an influencer, just someone to pay attention to besides yourself, you know, right. who else should be, you know, well, um, I, for this, and I read the question and I could not think of anyone uh, more deserving of our attention than our current president, Donald J. Trump, mm -hmm. and um, our former president, uh, Barack Obama, because right now they are both kind of setting the tone for America in the future. And uh, we need to pay attention. We are sort of, uh, we can see what our past sort of looked like and we can see what our future is, is looking like given uh, the things that we see on the news all the time and in Twitter. And I think it's imperative that us as millennials and as citizens of this country, we pay attention to so that we can help shape and change that in the future so that it does not become uh, so negative as it is right now. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Wow, and, and man, like when you put it that way, you know, my brain immediately went to, wow, that was what our past looked like and, and this is what our future looks like. And to turn down the lens or down the shade and not truly see it in the light it's supposed to be, I think we'll wake up wondering what we could have done exactly. either way instead of being an active part of the process. So thank you for that challenge as well. Now, personally, even professional goals, personal development goals, maybe bucket list items, what are you looking forward to in 2018? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to making more time for travel uh, because this world is beautiful. And I look at all of these BuzzFeed videos of places that you should visit and I'm just like, I wanna go there. I don't wanna spend my entire life behind a desk. Mm. I want to visit these places and I, I want to see what it's like for myself. 
And um, a lot, a, another thing is I would like to make my journey a little bit more public. So I've been working on a blog for a while and I'm hoping to release it soon. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to, you know, narrow down the content and figure out exactly what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But when I'm ready, I will let you guys know for sure. I'm going to start sending you articles now like, look, <laughs> perfection is not what we're about. We're about releasing and then adjusting. And we, and, and I know you got this. And I, what I love is that it's going to be brilliant. I think some people like myself are able to follow your work and truly learn from you. And now that you're going to allow more people to learn from you, I think it's going to be fun when you hear the feedback of uh, just the way you explain something was what got someone over their, their mental block or that hump. And exactly. that's going to re-energize your content. It's going to re- just re-energize the process. And I, I personally can't wait. I just want you to know. Like, I, I can't wait. So well, you, you reposted your articles. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's just because you, you've just always had this practical yet optimistic forward motion about your career, about your progress, the things you share, the things you like or, or post on or comment on, it's always been in that lane of, look, guys, if you're not getting better, cool. It's just more for me as I continue my journey. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, no, you shared a lot with us, um, but, I, but I would love for you to, you know, tap into that deep well of wisdom and just share something else about the journey, life, the process that we all can walk away from saying, wow. I needed to hear that. Well, um, for me, I want—I just wanted to say that every person's journey is their own. Um, one thing that we may find surprising is how many people can relate to our stories. Mm. How many people take comfort in, in our stories and our lives and in how we go about uh, becoming successful. And I've seen so many self-help books and half of them are interesting. That's right. You know, that's nice. Um, but I feel like it'll be imperative going forward and into the future to hear these stories out loud. And so I think, um, one of the concepts where my, my blog is a vlog so I can tackle these subjects about what it means to me to be a veteran, about what it means to be in, in corporate America, to be a black woman, all of these things. And it's, it's just, um, it's so massive and I'm trying to narrow it down, but I, what I would like for everyone to just sort of take from this is that we own our own lives and no one takes control over it, but us. And so, um, just, just remember that it's your life. You do not have to stay in any situation where you are unhappy or uncomfortable. So. And I love that. You, I was already excited. Now I'm even more excited. I'm like, where, where is the blog? Lucky I want no, <laughs> to I'm read. And now you just said it's a vlog. I'm like, that's even better. <laughs> you know? So uh, kudos to you on that plan and that journey. If there's anything that I can do to help, just feel free to let me know. I'm excited that more people are going to hear and learn from your wisdom. Um, I know millennials out there are so excited to have one more voice and then a voice from our community intimately, you know, sharing that, look, there is a way to sustain and continue your success in business and corporate, but there are things that you should remain aware of as you climb. And, you know, you don't have to betray family life. You don't have to betray relationships, but you must, you know, share with those around you that there are boundaries, there are goals, and it's your life. And you're not going to let them keep you in a box or a bottle. You're going to live you know, the truly beautiful life that you are inspired to live. Yes. Well, 
thank you for an amazing interview and for your time. Is there anything else I should have asked? I love asking this because I don't want to miss an opportunity to, uh, you know, just tap into your wisdom. You know, uh, there was one question that we did miss, and it was in relation to a word that we would uh, use to describe veteran transitions. Oh, yeah. That one for me was scary. Um, when I remember when I left the Army, I took a few courses, um, but I wasn't really prepared to face civilian life. I had to, I had to mold my resume and my lingo uh, to fit what a civilian employer would understand. And that is tremendous. And it's something that we aren't, mm. at least we weren't when I got out in 2012, but we weren't at that time um, informing uh, the veterans that we needed to change our, our way of speaking. Yeah. And that's imperative. Like they do not understand what sipper and nipper Come are. On. Get it. Go so on. To, you know, change our, our vernacular so that it matches what the civilians understand. And um, that's imperative. And um, I just I just wanted to say that, and I hope that every veteran who is transitioning, um, if, if you guys do have questions and you're transitioning into uh, the technology field, feel free to reach out to me, I can help. Um, I just want to be able to help where I can, especially with uh, veterans, since it's so dear to me. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that, and thank you for doubling back to that one. I think it's so important because, and I love that you talked about the timeline, it might seem like, wow, you have a plethora of options today, but it wasn't always that way. So it was pioneers like yourself who continued to help and share and shape and shift things right. that made it easier for those who transitioned after you, like myself, to, to understand, as you mentioned, like you say nipper sipper, I get it, <laughs> but you say nipper sipper to someone who doesn't get it and they're like going through their uh, paperwork like, um, yes. uh-uh. You know, like they look good. They sound like they're a hard worker, but I don't know this nipper sipper thing. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. Thank you for uh, taking the time to share that. And you said your word was scary. It was scary. It was definitely uh, scary to transition. You you lose your safety net, so to speak. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, the Army is a bit of a safety net. You don't have to worry about health insurance and you don't have to worry about so many things. It's, it's sort of sheltered to be in the Army in a way, um, especially if you joined as young as I did and didn't really you know, have all of those outside resources to assist. So um, it was definitely pretty scary realizing you know, that I won't have that dependable paycheck and I, I could get fired any day or walked out any day for any reason. And um, it, was, it was definitely scary and part of the reason why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, man, so, so now I'd love the, the contrast because you are bold, you're fearless. I've always you know, kind of sensed that about you even when, when we serve at the same times. And now you're transitioning and, 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 and you're facing something that you're like, y'all didn't train me for this. You trained right. me to deploy. You trained me to live overseas. Sure. But you never trained me to take this off. Mm -hmm. What allowed you to stay, uh, stay the course? Because some people do, you know, go back to the service. Mm -hmm. And what allowed you to continue to grow? So here I am talking to you and you're sharing this version of yourself. And I'm like, they don't even seem the same person. No, <laughs> um, I would say one of the biggest assets in me continuing with my transition was my mentor at the time. Uh, she was my platoon sergeant when I was in, 
and she had always just been such a, a great guiding light for me. Um, and I've always been able to find mentors within the service, whether male or female, mm -hmm. uh, to help push me forward and uh, to help motivate me and give me advice when I, I had no clue about very much of anything at 17. So um, I'm grateful for those people that I did meet along the way and those people that are still in my life today. Uh, I left the service in 2012, so it's more than five years ago, and I still remain close with uh, quite a few of them, and they, they still help guide me today. So. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely worth us diving deep there and uh, just really unpacking because at times we see the closer to the finished product in a human's life, a human's career, but we don't see the training, the practice, the effort or the coaching. And I'm just glad that you took us down that path. You, you shared that, you know, there is this, scary place of transition and change. However, you know, you made a commitment just like you made a commitment to serve. Push through it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Well, lucky again, thank you for what I hope won't be our only show together, you know, and I expect to see a vlog blog, lakiajones.com at some point in yes. 2018. And if I don't, I'll be, sending you a message. I just thank you again, not just for your time, but for sharing your experience and your stories. One of the reasons that I believe that this has been so successful is just the honest commentary. We're not all the same and we don't always have to have a polarizing perspective. Something you said that really touched me and I want to share that now is, you know, many people don't even say president Trump. And it, again, it, I don't care if you voted or not. It doesn't matter. President Trump. That's yeah. kind of what he does now. <laughs> you know? right. Kind of how it works. It's where we are right now. So yeah. we have to accept it and yeah. move forward. Yeah. But thank you for just being a great example, a millennial voice, a veteran influencer. And we're looking forward to your vlog. <laughs> thank you very much. I can't wait. And I'll be sure to share it with you guys. Thank you. Well, you have an amazing afternoon. If there's anything you need, feel free to reach out. Sure. Thank you. Thank you.